Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott. Super excited today. We have a special guest. This man, he's been featured on Bigger Pockets podcast. He's been in the engineering space for a long time now, but more importantly, a landlord really had a ton of projects. I mean, you can dive into it in just a, in just a moment with all the different okay. big projects that you've taken care of. But since 96, you've been in the game. And you have a book out that really teaches people how to increase their net income overall on their rental projects. So we're going to dive into a lot of that stuff. But without further ado, Al, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, it's a beautiful day. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you To share me with your audience. I appreciate that. Of course, always. Yeah. So um, with anybody out there that doesn't know exactly who you are, do you, do you mind just diving in a little bit of, of your story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I started in 96 as a landlord yeah. and I was doing the math. I understood everything. I was fixing things myself and I was just disappointed at the end of the year how much money I had left over. Yeah. I was supposed to have all this cash flow. And I was wondering what's going on. I, I was, thank God for depreciation and all those tax benefits, but the look at the actual income I made, it just didn't make sense. So I went on this quest to come up with other ways to get more income on my properties because my goal was just to have, instead of having 100 rentals to achieve financial freedom, I just wanted one rental to accomplish the job. Okay. So I'm, I was really focused on, it's not how many rentals you have, it's all about net income. Yeah. So that's my whole philosophy is focus on the net income if you want that to grow. Or otherwise, you're going to get a bunch of rentals that are poor performers. And just to say you have a certain number for yeah. your ego. Yeah. So, so that's what happened. And so from 2000, like 2011 to 2015, I was just focused on collecting people's ideas and testing out some of my, my own. I was trying to collect 50 ways of increasing your net income for your rental property, but I only got to 40. And that That's was- not a, bad. That's that was not bad, yeah. Yeah, so I put that down because I, I wanted other landlords to, who also realize the truth of the matter, as long as you're holding a mortgage, and if you maintain your property, a lot of your income, your cash flow is gonna just go, it's gonna build up and then you're gonna have a paint job or a roof repair. Yeah, capital expenditures, they add up over time. They if add, you're not, if you're not saving up. today, it's gonna cost you tomorrow. That's right. So the whole concept of, I was doing um, professionally, I was doing as a side job, I was doing reserve studies, which is helping people understand how much they should be setting aside to take care of their capital expenditures. Oh, wow. So I was focused on that and I was trying to keep the reserves and I was realizing that was a novel concept to a lot of landlords. They thought cash in is ready to be spent. Yeah, let's go. Not like, yeah, hey, yes, uh, you got to fill up your reserves first and then you can spend what's on top of that. But most likely you're going to lose that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so so save it all. Yeah, save, save it, it all. all. Right. 
So that's what it came down to. But we worked our way out of that. I've been working my way out of that since 96, 1996. So that's a, that's a long stretch as a, as a landlord, but I repositioned myself as a landlord scientist so that it frees me up to fail, to boldly go where no landlord has gone before. And if it works, I can report it. If it doesn't work, I can report it yeah. and just keep it real with everybody. I love that. So now you have some other books out as well, but you're a part of, you know, some mastermind group. You educate other people as well and you have your own course, correct? Online? Right. Right. Nice. So give us a, a little breakdown of what that looks like. Um, the, the, the whole educational piece? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which piece, which piece did you want me to get onto first? Do you have several um, different yeah, so, courses? So the first... Yeah, the, the first course, the first book was um, I realized that the inner city rental properties have good cash flow, but they're known for not appreciating yeah. in value. So I couldn't understand. I understood it, but I was like, you know, they're not appreciating in value because people aren't exercising their leadership because yeah. you have to lead a neighborhood forward to make it safer and more orderly. And you invest time instead of money and that investing helps you grow your equity a lot more than a refurbishing a bathroom. Yeah, it's natural, you know, ownership pride. Ownership pride. And there's a lot, especially if you're in a heavy, most rental neighborhood, most people living there are rentals. That's your best opportunity because those landlords, they don't want to be the problem. Yeah. They don't want to be the problem, but they don't want to put forth any effort. Yep. But they will cut you a check. They will pay for your events. They will pay if you're doing things that's going to help them potentially raise their rents and make things nicer. So you have this big stack of um, this battery of money and you have this need. You just need to connect them and then you can really do something for the neighborhood and improve your property values as well. So that book was called uh, Building Wealth with Inner City Rentals was my first book. It's about how I took a my property I bought for like a 375 and turned it into something that was um, 1.3 million wow. through that process of making it a attractive place and repelling the bad elements. Yeah. So it was nonprofit work that, that people said I was, my activities were nonprofit. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, but yeah, go ahead and say that, but I'm just going to keep taking larger checks with less, less uh, maintenance issues and less hassle. I'll just keep taking those to the bank. I love that. I love yeah. that. So within your courses, you're breaking down a lot of that info. You're showing people how they can do the same thing. You know, that was my first course. This is interesting because it stems off my book. Yeah. But the people that were attracted to that were people that had a different mindset. They had a more of a poverty mindset were attracted to that book. Really? So the mindset of people that were interested in that, that line of thinking it just took a lot for me to get them past an, an investor mindset to an abundance mindset. Sure. So, so they were interested in inner city rentals for a little bit different reasons than me. So yeah, I put that together and I kind of kept moving because I wanted to talk about how to increase your, your net income. I mean, your equity as well yeah. as reduce your expenses and um, increase your income. Yeah. So, so that's why I went. The next thing I did was, switched over to how do we get our income up? What are some other things we can do besides just raise the rent? There's other ways to position your rental property. 
You know, for example, if you're on a high traffic count area, you know, you got to look for your billboard opportunities. Just kind of reframe what your building can do. You can rent the inside of your property that's sheltered, or you can rent the outside of your property between your building and your property line. You know, there's storage opportunities there. Yeah, So of course. So you just kind of keep flipping around the components of your rental property and thinking about other things you can do besides being a one-trick pony. Just like any business does, you know, if you're a restaurant business, you look for other opportunities. If you're an Uber business, car sharing business, you look to deliver pizzas as well or herb eats. And, you know, you look for alternative income streams besides just one income. With the same structure that you have, just looking for different resources that you can just multiply your opportunities. That's great. Yeah, that's the point. Exactly. Now, if you are dealing with commercial properties, five units and larger, and you find opportunities that you could put under contracts, well, that goes directly to your property value. Yep. So it's, it's an extremely uh, lucrative thing to do to get your values up and your net income up. Okay. So that's, that was the reason for the 40 ways. Yeah, I, we don't need to go through all 40. I know that's a, that's a handful right there, but if you wouldn't mind you know, uh, diving into some of them, and for every, all the listeners out there, Obviously, you're going to want to get your hands on that. It's, it's on Amazon right now. You guys are more than welcome to jump on there, make that purchase, make that investment to, to grab some treasure. And let me know if you guys do get it. I will send you my book as well, absolutely free, just to hook it up for supporting. But it's something oh, yeah. that will literally you know, increase your income, right? 40 yeah, different it ways. Pays, it pays yeah. for itself as soon as you buy it. Yeah, so it's a no-brainer. And you implement, yeah, absolutely. So some of my favorite ways are that I, I like it, part of the book is we have the, the Wi-Fi technology. The, our buildings are receiving a lot of signals and transmitting a lot of signals already. We receive, of course, television signals, Wi-Fi signals, Bluetooth signals, and a whole bunch of different things yeah. through. So amplifying your if you're in a multifamily building or duplex specifically, or even a single family, if you're connected with um, other residents or even your neighbors, then you create a savings for them by sharing the signal under a coffee house model. I'll tell you about that. Or um, by creating savings for your tenants in, in a multifamily area. Wow. So, so, so they're basically just... 80- you know, pay, pay for the most expensive one that you can get as, as much, you know, the best of the best Wi-Fi and then have everybody chip in to be able to utilize it. That's exactly right. And, and they, they chip in less than, less than they're paying on their own. Yeah. And then you end up making a profit and they end up making a savings on it. No brainer. No brainer. Now you as a landlord are kind of like the coffee shop owner of a cafe where people come in to, um, buy your coffee and you give them complimentary Wi-Fi. So under that principle, you're not reselling the Wi-Fi. You're giving it complimentary. So that's the spin on it. That's how you can do it. And that's how you can also share your signal with people, say the four people are surrounding your property line. That's even extra income as well. Yeah. So it becomes a very lucrative thing to do, just utilizing a signal and uh, making everyone happy. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. What other ways would you mention that really stands out for uh, some different ways to increase your, your net income? Real powerful one, really super easy to do. It came from um, Jeffrey Taylor. He taught me about um, 
having your rents, half your rents land on people's paydays if it's every other week. It's yeah. a payday rent. Yeah. So that's a very lucrative thing you can do. I offer to, when I was doing kind of lower end rentals, it helped, helped tenants out quite a bit, which is having that half. You, since there's four extra weeks, you know, every other month has an extra week. So yeah. you end up with an extra month of rent. So that really, that really helps. You just got to manage the collection part of it. Yeah, it's just a collection, you know, so if you can set that up, systemize that somehow to really be able to make it hands off and easy for accounting. So you're not yeah. giving extra time away, then, right. then you're good. You know, put the, yeah, you know, extra. And then also, of course, ex- furnished rentals. I love that. It's my favorite thing. Furnished um, rentals. Furnished rentals for, I do month long, monthly and longer furnished rentals or extended stay rentals. That's okay. my most lucrative thing that allows you pretty much to, to triple your net triple quadruple quintuple your net income per unit because what happens is let's talk about this for a second like okay. I, I didn't, yeah i didn't even think about that so extended so, stays you're calling yeah extended okay. stays so what you're oh. doing is you're you got something that you could sell into the the long-term rental market and, and you, you know everyone has a competitive rate there of how high you can raise your rents Sure. But, th- but you're taking it and you're repositioning it into the hospitality industry. Yeah. And, and these hotels, these extended stay hotels have much higher rates per month. So this is similar to like Airbnb, except it's not one time thing. It's just, ex- it's a little bit longer. It's, it's right. more towards um, like for first responders, for instance. Right. So let's kind of, let's kind of backtrack a little bit. So Airbnb is just a marketing channel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, too. And there's many, there's about 300 marketing channels. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but they're marketing your, your furnished rental. Yep. And then you're just flexing the, the term of how long people stay. Yep. So my term started 31 days and longer. Okay. And my typical stay is about four months on that end of it. So the people who, there's lots of business travelers out there and there's even more the the mobile workforce is growing and growing as this because of internet cloud computing there's more people traveling for work for extended periods of time yeah so, so some of them have a housing allowance and and some of them have just their companies will reimburse their receipts for their housing sure. for that travel so those who have a housing allowance they realize that they can they could stay at a hotel or they could stay somewhere less expensive that has more space, more privacy, and they can pocket the difference between the yep. two. Yep. So they're like, I want to do that. Yes. I can have my, I can have a full oven, full refrigerator, place to park my car, privacy and pocket money and be part of the community versus being part right next to a Denny's. You know, you can be right next to another neighbor. Yeah. So that's the focus of it. And that's why there's the big price difference between, well, hotel rates, they call it, hotels call it rates and landlords call it rent. So there's a big difference between rates and rents on a month basis. Could be up to two, three thousand $3,000 difference. Really? So even with the extended stays, minimum is 31 days. You're still being able to get more than the average rent cost. Oh yeah, absolutely. Say you have a furnished rental branded yeah. and you have residents in by Marriott in your town. Yeah. So they're charging about $160 a night 
in residence inns, there's about one third of the people staying there are staying 30 days and longer. That's who they're going after. Wow. So you can add that up and then you can say, well, can I provide a bed, yeah. a place for people to cook, a refrigerator? Can I do something nicer than they can? Yeah. And your answer is going to be yes. And they say, well, well, what if I didn't charge them as much? What if I charge them a little bit less? Of course. Then the natural human self-interest is going to keep you filled. All you have to do is learn how to market it so that business travelers or your ideal person comes to you and you can collect this huge windfall difference. You can make one rental equivalent to three rentals of net income. I love that. I love that. And let me just ask for the 31 day minimum, is that more on the aspect of tax reasons? You know, you don't get penalized on short term rental. Right. Because any, okay. Gotcha. So, so most, most city ordinances yeah. define short-term rentals as um, 30 days and less. Yeah. Okay. They, they want their money. <laughs> oh yeah. It's because they want lodging tax uh, yep. competitive against hotels. Okay. Yep. As soon as you go over 31 days, then all their ordinances, they don't apply to you anymore. Sure. Okay. And then even for taxes, get your schedule E where you yep. report your, your rental income has a spot there for short-term rentals. Okay. Now, if you're doing, so you're, you're, you're collecting rents, but if you are less than 31 days, or less than 30 days, then you're doing a business activity. So yeah. you go schedule C. So the tax difference, the amount of time it takes for you to manage that place and the type of person um, that, you, that you attract, I, I like the, the longer extended stays versus yeah. the, the, the tourists. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Of, the tourists come for the one, two night stays and they, they pay out of pocket themselves but the longer term stays usually a business is paying for that so it's it's a different different feel altogether okay nice let's talk about marketing for a second how what ways do you stand out to be able to get yours picked over others especially in everything with uh the chaos of what's going on right now in the world is like it's all new for everybody right but right is there any ways that maybe firsthand experience that you're personally going through or something that you can foresee to really be able to make the listeners their projects stand out in comparison to others around them in these times today if you're going for this extended stay route yeah. for marketing one thing that's critical is a, a washer and dryer. Of course. So true. You know, if someone's going to stay for two months, you know, they're going to be searching for someone, the place that has a washer and dryer. They're going to filter on that. Yeah. Okay. So you're not even going to be in the game if you don't have a washer and dryer. Also, a lot of these travelers, business travelers travel with pets. Yep. So if you don't allow pets, you're taking yourself out of the game as well. So those are the kind of getting yourself in the mindset of this traveler as a bridge engineer i was always traveling for work yeah i know what i just can't put up with yeah so i built it there now regarding other marketing this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they forget about google they focus their whole world down to to airbnb and airbnb is definitely a great great spot it has a lot of managements per night but they're just really just one marketing channel. I like to say they're one country on a planet and that planet is one in the solar system of opportunities you have. If you shrink your world down to just an Airbnb, 
you really become their asset and you miss out on this whole world of opportunities elsewhere from word of mouth, from incentivizing your friends on Facebook to, to find leads for you because they're all working corporate jobs. The person sitting in the cubicle right next to them is probably on a long-term assignment. Yeah. So you have to incentivize them and get on other marketing channels and, and learn that world of people who are a part of the traveling workforce that's growing in size. So on Google, you would just recommend, you know, searching different ways to be able to find your information to stand out? Well, on Google, you're going to need your own website. So you're going to need your own property. Yeah. And then you're going to need your own reviews. That means things like you're going to need Yelp. You're going to need to build up a Yelp account to give you credibility. And you're going to use Airbnb as well. But if you completely forget about Google, (laughs) you're really not in the game. Because that's where most people start. If they have a problem, they go right there to Google. And they start looking for furnished rentals or or um, extended stay opportunities. So you just so, gotta be found, corporate housing. Yeah. So you're saying basically the SEO, get, get your, your Google ranking as high as possible to be able to have like your business accounts set up on there and so forth. So when somebody types in looking for a short-term or extended stay rentals, then yeah. yours will be one of the first that pops up. Yeah, so what you're saying is absolutely right, but I'm almost saying it a little bit different. I'm saying, you got to have a website yeah, <laughs> to yeah. even be in the game. Yeah, you can't course. completely, a lot of people completely rely 100% on Airbnb because they make, Airbnb makes it so easy for them. And yep. it, it kind of rolls them into a, it's too comfortable for their own good. Yeah, that's so yeah, good. So that's, what, so that's what I help people with is uh, kind of opening that world up for them, but not competing against people doing one night stays, two night stays, or weekend stays. Sure. But a smaller, different group that's uh, traveling for business reasons. Yeah. Even now, I, I'm 100% full. And we're right in the middle of, the, of this virus, right? Yeah. So, so you are so how, actively full yeah. right now. How are my units filled and, and other people are just hating life? Yeah. It's because I, I do extended stays. I love that. I love that. See, this is something that's really inspiring me because we have a fourplex locally here in San Diego that will be done in in about two weeks. And we were planning on doing Airbnb. You know, we were planning on trying to rack up as much as we could. And, you know, a lot of our friends are struggling with their Airbnbs right now. But extended stays is something that, I mean, it's genius. We can save so much because we don't need to have cleaning crews in there every single day. We don't need to pay the taxes on that short-term rentals. Anything over 30 days, we're good to go. And right. we have the areas to do the laundry. So it's like, you know, we got four yeah. units. I'm not a big fan of having the pets there, to be honest. I'm a big uh, dog lover myself. I mean, I got my dogs over here but and laying down by me, but uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan with how much money we just well, put a couple, in. a couple of things I want to share with you. Because you're in San Diego. Yeah, please. Is, um, when you're talking to San Diego specifically, because you guys have so much tourism, yeah. just say you're a month-to-month landlord. Okay. That helps people understand because San Diego has a special law that says Airbnb for 30 days and less only. They don't like the displacing the, the longer-term tenants. Uh-huh. So they have, that's a special law in San Diego only. So just, just call yourself a month-to-month landlord and you'll be able to play the game there. Okay. Now, related to pets, there's enzymes now. There's enzyme sprays now that uh, attack the, the different odors. 
So we're chemically able to, we haven't always been able to, but we're able to handle the smells that cats and animals leave behind. So that is, if you like it because you can't get the smell out, that's no longer the case anymore. Technology has caught up to you. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I love that. If, if, if there's some other reason, then absolutely. But, but don't do it because you can't get the cat smell out. Gotcha. I know we're covering like a million things right here, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like spread out pretty, pretty thin across the board here. Um, yeah. But I don't know. This, this is intriguing. There's a lot of awesome stuff that, uh, that you have up here. So I appreciate you jumping on. A- any type of struggles that you've been through within the real estate business that you've overcome and learned from that maybe some of our listeners could as well? Oh, yeah. So I was practicing. I was investing all through 2008. And that was crazy, crazy scary, that recession. Um, it's kind of like today where every, all the money dries up and everything stops. But it was, it was a little bit easier because it was on an economic level instead of this health government involvement so, so, so that time really stresses the, the importance of reserves. It's best to um, make two times what you need. That's why you got to find, uh, you have to add other income streams. You absolutely have to. If, if you have a mortgage, just traditional 20% down and um, 80% mortgage, it's just not enough to help you maintain your property and have cash flow to support your family. It's going to help you grow your equity and grow your wealth, yeah. but it's not, a, it's not a, a cash flow vehicle. Yeah. Regardless, you, do, you, you better regardless. get it fixed. You better get a fix because yeah. if not, then you really, you really set yourself up for failure. So if you switch your business model, you can switch it to long-term furnished rentals. You can make about 30% more. Yeah. You can switch that to, well, go ahead and do some type of Airbnb or extended stay rentals. You can yep. do that. And then you can go even further to corporate rentals where you're renting straight to businesses and make a lot more. All this, about five times more. All this with the exact same property. So you just switch your mindset and switch your operating model and you can make a lot more. You don't need to go, you can take that one fourplex that you have yep. and, and make four times more net income by switching the operating models on it you can or, or even better having one being long-term and one being long-term furnished and other one you know diversifying um, is even better that way you can float between all three operating models and earn the same income as going out and buying three more fourplexes yeah yeah no need for that <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. you know you you, yeah. you want to do it when it makes sense but of course I'm yeah saying, yeah, I'm saying you could have a lot more cash flow so that you can actually improve your lifestyle, enjoy your lifestyle, mm-hmm. and have money in reserves and grow your equity. So it's a better way just to kind of move beyond the traditional landlord model. It's really hurting people, not innovating. I love that. Well, I appreciate you so much. I feel like there's so much gold nuggets all throughout <laughs> this episode. How can people get a hold of you? So I have a blog called Leading Landlord. Dot com. They can get a hold from me there. And I'm out on all social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Bigger Pockets, all yeah. those types of things. Yeah, if it, like I'm always doing some type of experiment. Before Corona, I was working on the whole concept of being a preventative maintenance investor. You know, and because you have to actually, instead of saving money for your maintenance, you spend money. You spend five cents to save a dollar. You have yeah. to spend the money. 
So that's, that's the concept of it. So I'm working on that as soon as we're done with Corona, but I think there's some opportunities in front of us now yep. that as far as starting with a blank, starting with a blank slate and kind of saying, well, how can I, what do I need and how can I get there? This is a great time to, to be creative. That's good. And then with your course, I know you're grateful enough to be able to um, offer to, to give out a discount code for the listeners as well. Yes, absolutely. What have we decided? We decided REI, right, for you? All caps? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So REI. Okay. So that website is to help people get involved with this whole extended stay version yeah. of the, um, the Airbnb <laughs> so that and, and start to first say hey do i have an extended say hotel in my area if you do that means you've you've done all the marketing research already sure. <laughs> and then how that i'm show you how do you compete against them so that's what the course is about it's about there and it's called um extendedstaylandlord.com extendedstaylandlord.com and if you enter the discount code uh, rei capitalize yep. we'll take three three hundred dollars off that 300 bucks off. I love that. That's huge. Off for your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what's up. I, I really do greatly, greatly appreciate that. I know there's tons of value in there and uh, super excited to dive in. Well, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, this is great. I think, I think all of us just need to keep focusing on getting out of here. But um, my final thought would be to think of this time as a cocoon. You know, we want to, we want to spend some time on ourselves and uh, emerge stronger. We'd, we don't want to come out the same way. This is don't 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 squander this opportunity. Yeah, it's such it's such a precious opportunity right now to get closer with your family, get closer with your loved ones, really like start working on that master master plan that you've been always wanting to do and leverage that, start building it up so you can capitalize. There's going to be tons of opportunity coming up very shortly as well as there's always opportunity right in front of you. So, very very excited for these rare times, right? There's, there's yeah, absolutely. Mix. Well, thanks so, for having me, sir. This yeah. is great. Al, I appreciate you so much. I really do. This was a great episode. So super thankful. Everybody, if you know, you definitely want to get his book, number one, reach out to him, get the code is REI. Where can they find the, the, um, it's extendedstaylandlord.com. Extendedstaylandlord.com. You can, can add to your show notes. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes as well so you guys can see that right below. But yeah, if you guys have any questions, reach out to this man. He's going above and beyond to give you guys a discount code, REI, $300 off. Can't beat that. That's a, that's a huge steal, so very excited. If you guys want to reach out to me, you guys can always do so at brandonelliotinvestments.com. Otherwise, Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments, and then facebook.com slash REI. Also, facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott Investor. You guys can reach out to me. We have some awesome things going on with credit right now. And we're helping out a lot of people with credit. So if you guys have any questions, need credit repair or anything, reach out to me. We'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a review on Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. And I'll send you my book, Action Driven, absolutely free. Till next time, guys. Stay blessed. Thanks, Al. All right. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit brandonelliottinvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.